0: Hey, what's up? This is Mick from Comistar. In this podcast, we're going to discuss topics related to Estonian e residency, taxes, regulations, starting and growing your company, marketing, and other relevant stuff for entrepreneurs. We're going to keep it short and casual. You can learn more about us at eresident.me. And by the way, none of the information shared on this podcast is or should be taken as a legal advice. If you have any questions, get in touch with us at thestone at Enjoy. Hey what's up? It's Mick from Comistar, and in this episode I'm going to talk about five deadly sins that you can do with your Estonian company. And this is probably the last episode of 2020. Not sure yet, but I think it is. Uh, We'll see. Um, But um, going forward, maybe these sins are not as deadly as the headline of this podcast suggests. But these are the things that you should be aware of and some of the common things that we have seen through the years entrepreneurs committing and uh, that have negative consequences or can have negative consequences to your Estonian company. So let's take a look what these things are. The first one, company's wallet isn't your personal wallet. This is probably one of the most common mistakes that happen. And... um, when I say mistake, it's always, you know, it's often actually not mistake, it's something that is done on pur- purpose, right? Uh, where you want to buy something to your spouse, for example, to, to, to buy something nice for yourself or whatever it is. Of course, it's great to buy it with company money because that money isn't taxed, right? So you save quite a lot of money if you buy that, that personal item or thing or whatever it is uh, for your company instead of paying taxes first and then buying it with your own money, right? For Estonian entrepreneurs, you know, it, it has been somewhat a national sport to test and see how many personal expenses you can cover with your company. It's less nowadays, but it it's it has always been a thing, right? And it will always be a thing because why wouldn't you want to put uh as many expenses to your company as possible it, because it gives you advantages, right? It gives you savings. So uh, there will always be people who will try to avoid paying tax, uh, but it's something where you have to be very diligent and smart about because if later authorities will have a tax inspection on your company and they will find out that you have made some personal expenses and then they will tax it retrospectively and then you also have to pay interest on on that tax and at the end of the day, the amount that you are going to pay is going to be a lot larger than it would be uh, doing everything correctly at the beginning. So the second thing is taking money out of uh, out from the ATM. Uh, of course, you can take money out of the ATM if you have cash invoices to pay. It's rather rare these days, but it can happen. But it's also even more rare if you are running an online business, which you probably are. But sometimes entrepreneurs just, just take money out of uh, out from the ATM, and that's that they will put it into cash registry at least that's what they claim but they don't have any documents purchase receipt receipts nothing and uh and um you know, it's if 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 you if you have money there, it's fine. But if you actually don't have it, then you just take it out of the ATM and you will spend it on stuff. It's pretty similar f- f- to the first point that uh, I just discussed about mixing the company wallet and and personal wallet. It's the same thing, but it, in a bit different source, right? So. Um, but if you take that money out and you buy stuff and you actually don't have that money in the cash registry where you claim it to be. And, and again, if you have a tax check and you have to prove that you have that cash and you don't have it, then this will have negative consequences. And again, you will be taxed uh, for that. Um, so and we have seen it many times in the past, less in recent years. But before that, um, you know, we had have had clients who take, just take money out from the ATM. Uh, Say it's in a cash registry. It's it's actually not there anymore Uh, and it seems to be a you know convenient way for some time, but Imagine if you're running an online business and on the account on the business uh, On the company bank account you will have like, you know 100,000 euros and in cash registry you say you have 200,000 euros. That just gets you a pension, right? Uh, from the tax authorities, because it seems weird. Why would you have that many, uh, that much money on the on the cash registry if you're doing online business? So these are the things to be mindful of. So don't take money out of the ATM if you don't actually need it. And I can perfectly understand if you want to have some money in cash instead of holding it in the bank. You know, there have been in in 2013, right? In in Cyprus, uh, authorities uh, froze the accounts of people. Uh, uh, froze the accounts of people that had you know something like over 100k on the account or, or something like that and they just took whatever the amount you had above 100k and uh, gave you back stocks of the banks which of course plummeted right after that so you don't want to lose your money or whatever there are always reasons to uh, protect your money and have cash and not only not everything only on the bank account. That's perfectly fine, but just don't take money out of the bank account and spend it on stuff, right? So that's, that's something to be mindful of. So the third one is ignoring your tax obligations. Um, so for one, you have to make sure you're charging VAT in a correct way. There are different VAT rules for digital services, consulting services, and e-commerce. Um, or physical products, right? So um, this is one thing uh, that you have to be aware how to properly add VAT to your uh, services or products. It doesn't help you if you just know, if you just say to the tax authorities that you did not know how it has to be done. Nobody cares about that. It's your job to know how things have to be done, and you have to rely on your accountant in Estonia, or tax advisor, to make sure that they tell you how things have to be done. Uh, Because if you're operating in a foreign jurisdiction, it's just something that you have to do, right? You have to rely on the advice of the local service provider. So, um, And and the same applies to your salary taxes, uh, dividend taxes. Um, And we have had clients in the past that just ignored... The fact that they have to pay tax on salary, they just paid salary and and, and then, you know, um, nothing gets taxed. And of course, you will get into trouble uh, when you operate like that. Everybody gets in trouble when they operate like that, so uh, ignoring your tax obligations definitely is a deadly sin that you can commit with your Estonian company. So the fourth one isn't very specific to your Estonian company, but it's uh, it applies to any company or any jurisdiction. Um so essentially is starting a company without a plan. So a lot of entrepreneurs they have some sort of idea um starting entrepreneurs Um, they have some sort of idea like, okay, I'd like to do, um, I don't know, business consulting, right? And before they go out and validate their idea with potential clients, talk to the niche where they want to operate in before they do any market research, the first thing they do is they set up their company. And then, you know, their thinking goes that, okay, I will set up my company and then I will um, publish my website And then i will go and try to get some clients that's not how it works these days the better way to do it is to go out and talk to the clients validate the idea do some market research set up set out uh, set up your landing page and um and once you can see that okay i have traction everything works then commit to the legal proceedings of actually setting up the company. Uh, because once you set up the company and you won't uh, use it or it won't make any sense because the business doesn't take off, you also have to dissolve the company. And dissolving a company isn't you know, a straightforward process. It takes like eight months. It's not complicated and it's not expensive, but it takes time. There are six months buffer in the law that, uh, the, that, that there has to be before the company is dissolved. So um, just be mindful of the process that you start or, or how do you start and why do you start. So this, is, this, is, this was the fourth sin to commit, uh, not to commit, sorry. And the fifth one is choosing a wrong service provider. So if you are going to establish a company in a foreign jurisdiction, you are going to heavily rely on the information and the device that you receive from your local service provider. So that means that you have to have someone that can give you correct information, otherwise you will do mistakes that will be very costly to fix later, or there will be you know, tax consequences or whatever, and you will just have a lot of trouble and a lot more complicated um, journey of building your stone and company if you're working with a bad service provider and and an accountant. So, um, and and there are other things uh, that are important as well besides the advice, for example, does the service provider have a software that you can use where you can upload your documents, where you can um, send out invoices, Uh, perhaps you have some task manager there, you know, a kind of CRM type of tool, uh, but it's uh, customized for the needs of Estonian company. That's what we have, by the way. But uh, that's something to be mindful as well because it will make managing the Estonian company a lot simpler. And also be aware of the service provider that have a very, very low entry price because they are going to charge more money later. Um, and if they don't do that, then it's likely that uh, you know they are just attracting clients with very cheap prices, meaning they have too many clients to take care of meaning that you won't get proper attention and that means you won't get proper advice as well so um to conclude uh, these were the five deadly sins that you can do with your estonian company there's an article about that in our blog as well it's at e me you can check it out and actually advise you to check it out because there are links to different uh to other different articles as well for example article about uh, comp that that what you can put as expense to your stone and company so there's a very clear and good overview of that um and there are other you know articles as well like uh liquidating your company how that goes and validating your idea and and permanent establishment rules when it comes to taxation, right? So there are uh, good stuff in the blog if you are able to go and check them out. So I would recommend you to do that. All right, so thank you for listening, and hopefully we will meet again in 2021.